Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today we have a very special episode. We were asked by Dr. Nathan Olson to co-host a KKMS radio show. It's Lee Michaels' Drive Home Show. I pray that you would sit back and enjoy these episodes. Welcome back. Uh, Dr. Nathan Olson, host of the 830 Sunday morning broadcast, God's Word for Today, Radio Ministry of Living Word Lutheran Church in Egan, Minnesota. Uh, joining me today are the hosts from the Being Lutheran podcast, Pastors Brian Rickey, Jason Goodham, and Brett Bow. And uh, right now we're in the middle of a conversation about the five solos of the Reformation and how those play a, a huge part in, in being Lutheran and what does it mean to be even uh, having that framework permeate through our lives in theology. Uh, Pastor Brett Bow was just talking about uh, word alone and how there was confusion about that back in Luther's day and some mm-hmm. of the confusion we see today. And Pastor Brett, take us from that and maybe transition us into the next of the solas, grace alone, mm-hmm. and maybe how we see both of those confusions in Luther's day and, and in yeah. our day today. Yeah. Yeah. So as happens in history, it was happening in Luther's day. There was a, a, a really a, a swaying away from uh, grace alone. And in other words, how are we saved or how are we made right before God? And in those days, it was starting indulgences and, and other things were being brought into, into play. And uh, it was God's grace mixed with other things and maybe even to the point where other things were emphasized so much more. And uh, I know like this last year was the 500th anniversary of the, of the Protestant Reformation and got a chance to go uh, look at some of the, the display of Luther's things. And one of the things I saw there was an actual box uh, where they put the indulgences, where, where people were called to uh, to put indulgences. You know, the Tetzel's famous saying, Jason, what was that again? The, uh, when, when a, a coin, coin in a from, coffer springs, a soul from purgatory, or when a coin in a coffer rings, a soul, soul. from purgatory springs. Right. And so that sort of teaching was was mixed together uh, with God's word and with the words of men, uh, people, and uh, people were, were finding comfort uh, quote-unquote comfort from uh, something that wasn't God's grace alone. And so people thought they would be able to pay for their salvation or thought they'd be able to uh, add their good works to salvation. And Luther saw that in his day and he read scripture, he knew scripture, and we were just talking about scripture alone. And he saw the message of scripture was focused all on Christ and what Christ has done. And so uh, he began to really uh, emphasize that, uh, that grace alone, it's, it's nothing that we've done, nothing that we can bring to the table, but all that Christ has has accomplished for us, and emphasizing that so much, um, he he really brought much um, uh, relief of consciences. He, he brought uh, he, the preaching of God's word had a profound effect as a message of God's word was was promoted, as opposed to the word of man, where uh, we find at the end of the day we have no uh, no comfort in that. Um, and so, you know, a lot of things haven't changed. You know, we tend to stray away from what God's word teaches about grace. We want to add something to it. And we think that even if even if we're Christians and we think that we're saved by grace alone, sometimes we, we feel like we have to keep doing something in order to maintain that grace. And so that, that grace alone continues throughout all of our Christian life and, and even into uh, sanctification in, in that way. Mm-hmm. And you guys are pastors. You see this mm-hmm. even in your own people. Uh, Jason, how have you seen that in your in your congregational experience? People who just uh, don't really get living by grace. Mm-hmm. Well, 
the whole problem is without even singling any group of people or, or person out mm-hmm. is, is to recognize that our sinful nature makes us addicted to ourselves is that we always want to contribute something. And, and the problem is if we're contributing anything, we're contributing it all because Jesus will not be in competition with us. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it also to say that we need to do something for our salvation makes Jesus on the cross to be a liar. Uh, Jesus on the cross says, is it finished? Or or the, the uh, I think a better translation of that Greek word is paid in full. And, and mm-hmm. to say that then we have to contribute something uh, either to, to meet God, you know, or, or half a percent or, or whatever it is, or even to maintain that salvation mm-hmm. is to make him out to be a liar. But we always want to do that because we are addicted to ourselves. We understand what God is doing in the law. The the, the old theologians had this Latin phrase, and, and the reason why theologians use Latin phrase is because it makes us feel smarter about ourselves. But <laughs> there's this Latin phrase, it's called the opinio legis, and it's the opinion of the law. And it's, it, it's basically a theological version of karma, that if you've done something right, you get rewarded for it. If you've done something wrong, you get punished for it. And so, God lays out for us very clearly his law. There's there's dozens of commands in scripture, but it distills quite nicely down to the Ten Commandments. And so, we like to think if we're doing good, if we're out there obeying the Ten Commandments, that we're earning some cred with God, that, that we, we've, we've got brownie points stored up or whatever the case might be. Uh, and I think this is really, uh, you know, it's like, oh, works righteousness, works righteousness. I'm not like that. But I, I think the really convicting thing is if someone yeah. walks up to you and asks you, how's your relationship with Jesus going? Because the answer you're going to give 99% of the time is, in fact, works righteousness. Uh, because mm. you immediately think, well, if I've been doing my daily devotions or having my quiet time faithfully, if I've been praying uh, regularly as people have asked me to pray for them, if I've been not skipping uh, church and not skipping you know, Bible study but going faithfully, uh, and then if I've generally been good, then Jesus and I are, are close. We're tight. But if I've not done my devotions in five days, or if I forgot to pray for my last meal, mm-hmm. or if I uh, you know, stayed up all night and didn't go to church on Sunday morning, then Jesus and I are struggling. And, and especially this happens if you are acutely aware that you're struggling with sin and habitual sin, then you must not have a good relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. All that is, is stepping on the toes of grace to mm-hmm. insert works righteousness in how, to, how we stand before God. That's one of the things I love about the Lutheran Church is we we come weekly with all the ways we've sinned against God and we confess our sins, we receive His grace, not in a cheap grace kind of way to say, well, I'm going to get God's grace anyway, so I'll just sin and then get God's grace again, but because we keep coming back to the foot of the cross, it's a a Christ-centered theology where we're finding that grace repeatedly um, because we need it repeatedly. Well, and it's not to say either that doing daily devotions or having a quiet right, time right. Or, or, or having a prayer time are, are pointless or meaningless exercises. They're, they're better to do them, but those things aren't what win our salvation or maintain our salvation. Yep. And, and there is no cheap grace because grace doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. That's not the way the gospel works. That's not the way grace works. The, the reason we keep coming back for grace is, is the opposite because we are recognizing that we are continually sinning. And without that steady mm-hmm. declaration and application of the gospel, we're going to forget yeah. and we're going to walk away. That's how faith dies is when you're not being continually forgiven, when you're not 
not being continually exposed to the Word of God and, and to the to the you know the products of that Word, which is saving faith and in God's grace to assure you of your salvation. Pastor Ricky, take us a, a moment on just a journey, maybe for the listener who's uh, maybe casually going to church, maybe isn't familiar with the term grace even. How, mm. how would you break that down for a new believer, someone listening who's maybe not familiar with what grace even is? God's undeserved favor. It's really kind of that simple. Um, the picture, as we see in Scripture, uh, that both Brett and Jason were talking about is that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. Mm -hmm. We are born with a sinful condition that separates us from the Father. And the question I ask my congregation often is, what can a dead person do to save themselves? (laughs) And the answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so we can't bring anything to the table. And this grace that has been revealed in Christ Jesus through his life, death, and resurrection has paid in full the totality of the forgiveness of all of your Mm -hmm. sin, past, present, and future. And so when God sets you free, when Christ sets you free, you are free indeed. Mm -hmm. And so for the Lutheran, in the midst of the freedom, resting and trusting in the completed victory of Jesus Christ, we now get to live for God as an act of worship because we are in this covenant relationship. And as we continue to trust in the cross of Christ totally and only, no one can take that from you. And it's not anything that we do. We're not on a sliding scale, as we've talked about before, to, that, that earns us brownie points with God or street cred with God. What it does is it glorifies God and it preaches the saving gospel of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. with and without words as an act of worship to a holy God who was worthy of our praise. We're going to take a break right now. We're listening to Pastors Brian, Ricky, Jason Goodham, and Brett Bow from the Being Lutheran podcast. And uh, we're going to be looking at our next segment is going to be on faith alone. So stick around and join us in just a few moments as we come back again. Good afternoon, I'm Dr. Nathan Olson, host of the 8.30 Sunday morning broadcast, God's Word for Today, radio ministry of Living Word Lutheran Church in Egan, Minnesota. Joining me today are the hosts from the Being Lutheran podcast from beinglutheran.com, pastors Brian Rickey, Jason Goodham, and Brett Bow. And uh, we are in the middle of a discussion regarding the five solas of the Reformation. If you're just joining us, we've been looking at Scripture alone, grace alone, and now we're going to jump into faith alone. And when I look at the theological field today, guys, I think that this is one of the areas that we perhaps have more confusion than we realize. I think a lot of times when the normal Christian would think about faith, they would think, well, yeah, this is just a central component to the Christian life. Everybody has faith. This is a simple thing. Maybe we don't have as much confusion on this as we think. Um, but sometimes when you look at the- theology, there are problems that are just so right out in the open And they're actually the most dangerous problems because people don't think there's an issue there. And I feel like that's true when it comes to the the nature of faith. Uh, You have people who have faith as an intellect, that they know a lot about God, but they don't really have maybe saving faith. We have people who are afraid they don't have faith and are running up to whatever altar calls are given because they, they want to make sure they're right with God. Uh, you have you have people who think about faith as this one-way ticket or a punch card. And I, I grew up, I prayed a prayer, I did this, now I'm right with God forever. Uh, or, or the prosperity gospel that's so uh, pervasive in our culture today that if, if only had enough faith, 
then, then God would do something for me. He would answer my prayer. He would heal my grandmother or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we think about in our, in our cultural context, we have some people who, who think about faith in this intellectual ascent. Uh, we have others who think about faith as some kind of a, a passive receptivity, others as a faith as trust. And how do you navigate that as pastors as you're walking alongside your congregation trying to explain to them uh, this core and central part of the Christian life? Uh, Jason, how would you answer that? Well, you know, I think if we tie back to our last segment on grace alone, and we were kind of talking mm-hmm. about works righteousness before yeah. that, I think, you know, to build off what you said, faith is kind of like the approved version of works righteousness for certain Christians, is that it looks like the thing that we contribute to mm-hmm. this entire formula. And, and that just can't be, it, it doesn't work like that, because if faith is something we do, if faith is something we muster up, then again, God's a liar, because he does it all himself. And so, saving faith faith is something that's entirely passive, that is given to us by the power of God's word. God actually creates faith in us. And, and you know, Brian, you brought up Ephesians 2.1 before that mm-hmm. we're dead in our trespasses yeah. and sins. Yeah. And, and we think about the foolishness. If someone were to invent a potion uh, that would reanimate the human body and bring people back to life from the grave. If someone... Like the zombie like, apocalypse? Like, except not <laughs> zombies. <laughs> uh, but if someone were to invent that potion and then were to to walk into a graveyard outside mm-hmm. of a rural church and say, now who here wants to be brought back from the dead? Who here wants to receive life? And then they were just to wait for people to raise their hands. You know, you're not going to have that <laughs> phrase. Well, I see that hand and I see right. that hand and I see that hand over there. We can't, we're dead. We're corpses apart from what God has done for us. Right. And mm-hmm. so what we need is that preached word yeah. carried by the Holy Spirit to create faith in our hearts. That's the whole point of mm-hmm. the, the, the conclusion of that section, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, you know, is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing. Yeah. It, is, it is a gift yep. of God, not as a result of works so that no one may boast. The gift of God in that passage is both grace and faith. Preach your brother. We yeah. need to Preach your brother. Come on. Yes. And that, you know, that's why I've really loved the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead because Lazarus was dead. Um, but it was the word of Christ oh, saying, but Lazarus, Lazarus raised his hand. And, he, <laughs> and, and it's yeah. not Princess Bride mostly dead. dead. Yeah, he was right. All he was the way all dead. the way dead. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you know, I guess I'll be that guy uh, to bring this up. But I think that's why we we love baptism so much in the Lutheran Church, especially the picture of, of infant baptism, because... We're not bringing anything to the table. It's it's all God's grace that is coming to us. Yeah, if we believe that we are all sinners... Uh, and that mm-hmm. we're born sinful, then we all need salvation. We recognize that God has vehicles by which he delivers his grace to yeah. us. And, and it's not the water in baptism, and it's not the bread and the wine in communion. It's the word, that, that word that is effective, that word that it accomplishes what it says, attached to those things that makes the means of grace or the sacraments so effective. And, and so, you know, we talk about faith, but it's not an entirely passive thing, because right. at the same right. time, as Christians, as it's individually applied to us, we are still also growing in trust of God mm-hmm. so that you can see that, like, 90-year-old saint— Mm-hmm. So is that vocation? That is vocation. Yeah, well, you beat me to it this time, Brian. Right? I don't even. I'm, you kind of knocked me off my game a little bit. But yeah, you that that ninety year old saint who who seems to trust God with so much ease versus that thirty year old with three young kids at home uh, in a panic because he just lost his job. Uh, there is a trust, but that's not saving faith. It, it is still 
faith. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, you know, I actually just preached about this on Sunday, so mm-hmm. I've got a little bit more insight. You know, so often we're focused on faith as its quantity, you know, how much faith we have sure. or the quality of faith. Mm-hmm. We never, ever talk about the object of our faith. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus. I think that's the yes. big thing. Yes. Why our faith is certain is not because of a special characteristic in us uh, who, that we have an ability to trust. It's because the object of the faith is so it's rock Christ. solid. Yep. And, you know, again, that goes back to the trail of evidence that our salvation is wrapped up in human history, that, that Jesus Christ on the cross is an event. Uh, it happened. And, and, and in the Lutheran church, to kind of put an apologetic out there, I'll build on what you said, Brett, for the sacraments, is, is that the means of grace is such a strong emphasis because those things happen outside of us, yeah, right. o- outside of our mustering, outside of even our experience. And I'm not going to assault experience right here, but they happen in a way so that I can look back in time and say, that is where it happened. That is when God did his thing as he promised in his word mm-hmm. to me. And that's where my faith comes from because it happened and I know it happened. Mm. Amen. Take us, Brett, into that aspect of, of what is that subjective appropriation mm-hmm. of God's promise to us. You know, God's word comes, it's performative, we would say as Lutherans. It mm-hmm. it does something. God's word is powerful to enact, and we and Jason has talked about that. What does that look like then mm-hmm. for us as, as believers to subjectively uh, appropriate that for our lives? Right, and and when we say subjectively, we're, we're thinking about what's happening inside of us. And I think... And I tend to be introspective and thinking about my own life and and thinking about what God's word is doing in my my life. And I think that's a good thing because uh, it it does come to us outside of us, but it does uh, make its way inside of us. And so the way it looks like is this, is that when I see myself believing in Christ and trusting in him and my faith might be growing... um, I can really turn around and, and praise God for that. And I think of verses like um, in Philippians, thinking about it's God at work in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Um, it, it's both, uh, I, I'm working and, and moving and, and I'm enacted. I'm being filled with the fruit of the Spirit. It's, it's happening inside of me. And when I see that, and I tell my congregation this a lot, uh, whenever you see this happening in your life, you can praise God and say, wow, thank you, God, for doing this in me, um, and and you can keep growing in that as well. Hmm. And I think to put a Lutheran terminology on that, what it looks like in the believer's life is repentance. Yeah, that's what a faith active looks like. That's you know the first of the ninety-five theses. You know, the life is a life of repentance. That's the daily application of your baptism in Lutheran language is that we are daily repenting. We're daily mm-hmm. putting to death our sinful nature, and we're daily rising again. And you know, if you think about it, repentance. If we believe who God says He is. If we believe that, repentance is the most nonsensical thing a Christian can possibly do. To stand before a holy, just, righteous, powerful God and to say, I'm sinful. I'm wrong. But we do that because of faith, because God has told us he is merciful and he's going to be there to forgive us. And so when we turn it back and say, God, I'm sorry I sinned, that's the expression of faith because we know we're going to be forgiven. Thanks, guys. Again, uh, we have Pastors Brian, Ricky, Jason Goodham, and Brett Bow with us today from Being Lutheran Podcast at beinglutheran.com. Feel free to check them out on the web and download their podcast for more good theological content. And join us as we go into the next hour here after our break.
Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as we continue through these KKMS radio segments. God bless you and have a great week.